So you mentioned the kind of the vulnerabilities there, um, you, you know, with it being Windows and, you know, in some cases, uh, 365 and whatnot. Um, I mean, what can we do to minimize those things? You know, I've, I've heard you mention the three, two, one rule right. a ton of times. You know, it always comes up in in every single podcast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> from uh, from that photographer chap. Um, yeah. So, and and what other things? Are, you know, I hear lots of buzzwords being thrown around about air gapping, immutability. You know, what, what does that all, all that mean in terms of protecting? Yeah, so there, there's there's sort of two things that we need to protect from uh, from a backup system. One is protect the backups from being deleted or encrypted, right? That's the old style. And by the way, when I say old style, it's not like that has stopped. That is right. still uh, prominent, right? It's just that they have added this extortion. So you need to protect the data from being essentially obliterated in a, in a backup. And that's, I'm sorry, in an, in an attack. That's what the three, two, one rule is about, right? So three copies of the data on two different media, one of which is stored somewhere else. That's about um, getting getting at least one copy of the data into an area that is impervious to the attacks, to, to whatever might happen to your primary data, right? So um, th this could be a disaster, a fire, a flood, or a cyber attack, right? If they gain access to your backup server, via Active Directory or whatever, um, then what do they have access to? And if the data, if all your backups are sitting there on the same server, that's not that's not in keeping with the three two one rule. And if they if they're directly copied, so let me back up. So ten um, ten years ago, the answer would have most likely been get a um you know the cutting edge design would have been by a, a a target deduplication appliance right so this is just a, a a disk array that's specially configured for backups it does what we call deduplication which just eliminates duplicates inside the file so you get you get a lot more bang for your buck out of the storage right and then that could replicate to another deduplication system and that could be offsite so you've conformed with the 321 rule in the in the old sense but now if that's replicated to another system that system is still electronically accessible to my backup server that has now been compromised so it could potentially be it could potentially be wiped out just like the primary system so modern day we have to think about all of the things that could happen to the backup server one of which is um the uh the backups um, you know that it, that it being taken over by a by a bad bad actor, so sure. that that three two one rule still applies, but you have to think about it in a, in a new um, in a new way. Um, there are a bunch of things that you you asked me a very open ended question. I don't know how long you want me to talk. <laughs> I mean, there are a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah, So I'll I'll give you a quick list, and we can talk about them. You know. Um, we, we need to talk about authentic authentication and authorization of the backup system. We need to talk about where and how your backups are stored on disk. Uh, we need to talk about hardening the OS itself. Um, and we need to talk about, um, uh, well, I think that, that that would pretty much cover it, right? So first, um, I, I'm curious to know, 
what your opinion is about um it just in general the the, the current sort of best practices seems to be to use uh laps right uh for 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 active direct you know to use active directory but to use laps so that you you have local passwords on each system but they're still stored in active directory um but you have any thoughts on that um from a technical perspective uh probably not so well versed in that area okay um, so where where I would say we, you know, going back to what you finished with just a minute ago in terms of kind of the ransomware things, um, we're stop, helping to stop that actually taking place. So, you know, if right. there's a ransomware in progress, uh, you know, files getting in, encrypted, uh, I'm guessing also on the on the backup, um, we, we alert to that and scripts run off the back of that automatically to shut down that user or that file server. Right, so right. To, to minimize the, uh, the, the scope of the uh, the impact exactly um but yeah. I'm, I'm, i don't think that answers your question you don't you don't have, <laughs> yeah well well it's just I'm, I'm just i it's one of these questions that i talk to a lot of people about i have a very strong opinion that is i think contrary to the general way that people do is they use laps which uh i think it stands for local administrative password system i think <laughs> okay um right it's, it's just a way to to have a local password for administrator but right. to keep it in to keep it in active directory and i hate this idea okay I see. um for the backup server specifically because of everything that i've been talking about i think that the backup server should be as firewalled as separate as difficult to log into as any server uh, as the most critical server in the in the data center, because right. it because it is your last uh, line of defense, right? It is the firewall. It is you know the, mm -hmm. there is no it's Helm's Deep, if you will, right? Um, sure. Little little Lord of the Rings reference there, <laughs> um, and the and so what I think is that there should be a separate password management system specifically for administrative passwords. Uh, and that would be either administrator in Windows as well as the admin rights. You should not be using your Active Directory. Uh, you know, let's say I'm I'm Curtis.Preston at Druva.com, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm administering the backup system, that should not be my administration user ID. Because oh. if active if Active Directory is compromised, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Sure. So yeah. I think it should be walled off as much as possible from an Active Directory standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um and and there are there are systems that will do that for you. There are third party right management systems, right? Um, the the other thing has to do with storing the data. Don't you know? We talked about we use disk. Um, don't there are ways to configure backups. So first off, don't use it. Don't use a local disk, right? Mm -hmm. in, in the storage world, we say DAS, direct attached storage. Don't use that. That that will guarantee that your files are sitting your backup files are sitting there directly accessible as um you know as a file that could be possibly exfiltrated right the <clears throat> use a third party storage system such as uh you know uh, th these deduplication disk arrays 
and <clears throat> connect it to the backup system via whatever proprietary system they offer that allows the data to be transferred and stored in that system, but not seen directly as, as files, right? Um, that's a that's a really big one. And that's the most common mistake, I think. I think those two mistakes that I just talked about are the most common mistakes. They connect it to Active Directory, they don't secure it separately, uh, and they have the backups. Even if they're on a separate system, they have them uh, identifiable as um, as um, files. And then the other um, the other thing, you know, you want at least one of those copies. That one, the three, two, one. It needs to be on something that is just completely inaccessible to your data center, right? Um, th this is why cloud works so well. Um, this is why, like when you look at S3 and AWS, they have the object lock feature. So you can turn that on so that even you can't delete your own backup data. Right. Um, uh, by the way, encryption everywhere, right? Encryption yeah, everywhere and, and, and third party, uh, encryption key management, if at all possible. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a lot lately about the, um, exploit. Uh, uh, bad actors exploiting the the Windows, um, I believe it's called the machine key that is used by some products to encrypt. So they use it to encrypt like usernames and passwords for the system. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, that means if someone has hacked, like if you Google, um, you know, how to decrypt backup data from certain vendors, um, you'll find ways on the internet to to decrypt that machine key. Right. And then once you, once you have that, you can authenticate as anything. And then you're, and then you, and then what they do instead of, instead of just copying the data, they can restore the data. I right. See. Um, and they can restore it to wherever they want. Right. Um, so you should be watching for those things too. That's a, that's harder. Um, watching for weird administrative actions. There are products that are available that that you know. I know Druva. We we have this right where we we can automatically using machine learning. We can say essentially it's not it's not rocket science. It's like mm -hmm. you've done one restore a month for you know the entire time you've been a customer, and suddenly there's thirty restores a minute something's going on. Yeah, right? it's, can, it's kind of like right? when we say we we have machine learning. It's not anyone claiming that they've got AI, you know, is talking nonsense. Right. It's more, you know, pattern recognition over time. Right, right. Once the right. platform's been there for a little while, and then you can begin to see that anomalous behavior in right. your AD or your file server or even your, your cloud backups. Uh,